0: Thanks so much for making the time to come together and talk about jujitsu life and everything in between, right?
1: Yeah, of course. Thanks for the um, the opportunity to share your platform and, and to share your audience, man. It's, uh, it's no no little uh, gift.
0: Professor, new black belt, congratulations.
1: Thank you. It is still getting used to it. Um, it's awesome. Thank you so much. It's, it's been an honor, so I'm pretty stoked.
0: How long have you been training?
1: About About 10 years my first introduction to jiu jitsu my first class mm. was this is hilarious it was 10 years yeah 2013 um i started with a group on
0: ah yeah, yeah
1: this is that's good that's good hilarious <laughs> it's the most it's the got no- bla- we
0: got a black belt that <laughs> yeah, you know what i mean
1: so i started with uh i was in my office and somebody else in the office was like um hey there's this jiu jitsu group on do you want to do this and you know i've been watching ufc since 93 you know yeah. my uncles would get the tapes and we'd sit and watch and you know ever since then Jiu-jitsu is something that I was really interested in mm-hmm. um but you know I, I, was a, I was a cyclist you know I was uh, working on my career I was a musician I was doing all these other things and so finally it was like okay 100 bucks a gi a month of classes how, how hard could this be you know and showed up and I I went to the it was the wrong introduction to jiu-jitsu it was nothing against this was at bay jiu-jitsu uh Stefan goyan great guy great mm-hmm. academy i went with three other dudes who just wanted to beat the piss out of each other you know and it was like hey we could do this on the street for free guys we don't have to pay a hundred bucks <laughs> so random guys from the gym <laughs> no random guys from that i worked okay with, guys you, that i work with you, yeah you, yeah. You, yeah no everybody at the gym was cool and respectful and they're like you know who are these guys over here in the corner i was with a former All-American uh, rugby player from okay. Cal, okay, right, and then uh, his brother, who uh, his older brother, who was always, you know, just the, you know that kind of energy, and then another guy who was um, uh, an Ironman
0: triathlete. Okay, and so some athletes, yeah, some whole tough, bunch of tough guys,
1: competitors, you know. Yeah, yeah, And so we went in there, and I don't think we learned any jujitsu except for how to like maybe how to choke each other. And so it was a month, and after the month, I was like, you know, I'm good. I don't need to do that again but it was like I it was somebody it was like I went to a restaurant and I got a taste of an appetizer and I was like couldn't stop thinking about that appetizer right mm-hmm. and so I had a friend who I worked with another friend uh, the proper guy to train with and um, he was a he's a purple belt under solo and um, you know we were messaging messaging each other over work over G chat and you know I'd ask him questions about jujitsu and he was like finally like you know what man just bring your gi like let's go I'm gonna take you you're gonna have a different experience Again, nothing against Stephen at, at um, Bay Jiu Jitsu. Great program. I went with the wrong people, and so your uh, your
0: friends, you? yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know
1: the company you keep. Um, and so he he drug me up the hill. Um, we had this homolo mellow was the academy where I went from white to brown belt mm-hmm. was um, like a quarter mile away from my office, mm. just up a hill in Chinatown when I was living in San Francisco, and uh, walked up there for a lunch class, and I just didn't stop. Like it was just the right thing, you know, and I, I can't, it's a really, it's a really um, not interesting story because there's no great struggle for me about it. I mm. went and there was never, you know, it's uh, professor Chris yesterday when he got it, you, you gave him, uh, he got his first degree. degree. Um, he said, there's no, he, there's never been a day that he hasn't loved this. Mm. And it was a simple thing. It's not a, not a big statement, but it, it like, it almost made me emotional because it's how I feel about it. There's never been a morning that I've woken up and been like, ah, man, I wish I didn't go to jujitsu yesterday, you know, even with the injuries, even with, you know, taking time away from my family, taking time away from work. It's just since the day that I started, there was never a question for me. I'm going to go to class. You know, I'm going to do don't thread me with a good time. I'm going to clear my schedule and, and make a. Yeah. Why do you think that is? So. On a spiritual level, mm. like on a on a bigger level, if you want to talk about that, you know, if you look at jiu-jitsu, there's this misconception broadly that um, it's a young man's game. Mm. But the biggest tournament in the world is Masters Worlds. Mm. There are more compete people who do jiu-jitsu and compete in jiu-jitsu over 30 mm. than there are under 30. And that is because we live in a society I think and this is actually one of the first things we connected on uh, this quote from Sebastian
0: younger right try mm-hmm. um, he wrote the book tribe
1: and you know this war exactly yeah um, that uh, you know people don't um, people don't dislike uh, challenges in fact they thrive in them what they what they don't like is not feeling important and modern society has perfected the art of making people not feel important you know and then the other one humans need three things in order right, to right, feel content right, right. that's right that, that's it that's it they need to feel authentic in their way of life they need to feel competent in what they do and they need to feel connected to a community around them that's I, it you told me that that's describes it. what
0: you do here mm-hmm. that those three things that is what jujitsu is because my dad was a vietnam veteran right like yeah. um, you know greenberry whatever and uh, yeah so when when i started reading sebastian i was like man resi- everything he's told me resonated with me and it made me really understand of what i do yeah yeah, yeah, we when, yeah, when we connected over that. I was like,
1: wow, <laughs> wow, we get it, we get it. Yeah. And so for me, I mean, I think that's what it was, right? Because I also another thing is I wasn't naturally good at jujitsu. I showed up, and uh, I think that that actually played to my my benefit. Um, jujitsu is a thing that you can be, uh, you can come in as a natural athlete, mm-hmm. maybe a wrestler, have a background, and you can excel to a to a level pretty quickly. But once you hit that level, man, it gets really hard. And when you're somebody like me, who I just, I wasn't good at anything. So every little piece of it that I got, I was so appreciative of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my expectation was, this is just going to be hard. And that was, I can do things that are hard. You know, it's, it's, it's easy. I just got to keep showing up in it. And it, you know, it, it uh, it'll reward me for that. I think the difference is like when you're really naturally good and you come in and you're like, oh, cool, cool. And then you're like, oh, you hit that sticky point. And you're like, wait, I have to decide how much do I like this? Am I willing to do what's hard? Um, and so for me, I think I was it was a gift that I came in and I wasn't really great right off the bat, you know, that I got I got smashed. And that the little things that I did get, I got them because I got them right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like
0: that first sweet. you really had to learn it
1: exactly it's why you know i think you know rolling with people who are smaller or like like women who are you know not as uh, naturally physically strong mm-hmm. man the technique is strong you roll with any of our like black belt women here dude it, they're so technical mm-hmm. even even rolling with your kids mm-hmm. so technically strong
0: yeah, my daughter's serenity right <laughs> dude, i learned things from her <laughs>
1: for sure so yeah man so yeah that's that's kind of you know all those little, all those little rewards. But I think the bigger sense of like, we, broadly as a society, are missing community. Mm-hmm. We're connected more so than ever, right? With our phones, with our emails, with these apps. I can, I can post something right now, and if it hits the right part of the algorithm, it'll be seen by millions of people. It, you know, Kevin, who's sitting over here. Kevin posts one video a year, pretty much, from his his TikTok account mm-hmm. that reaches millions and millions of people mm-hmm. but does he connect with them you know do you feel on the other end of that do you feel connected and I think there's a difference you know I think we're we're engaged but I think we're
0: alienated we're disconnected exactly well said well said yeah we're, we live in a city with 10 million people but we're all so disconnected we're all doing our own things Yeah. but jujitsu gives you that connection right it's where else do you touch people
1: like physically touch people you know, it's it's like a thing that like you just don't do anymore, even shaking people's hands. Yeah. And and this is an opportunity for to have that experience. You know, I look at my kid on the playground and he touches other kids mm-hmm. and it's just a part of their life, you know. Uh, but at some point you turn a corner and you feel you're it's less lo- and less and less as we get older, right? We'll get smaller. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's amazing. And that's that's what, you know, uh, um, when I moved. Uh, so I moved from. The Bay Area to uh, LA about two years ago started training a legacy mm-hmm. I walked in the front door uh, It was a Sunday class and uh, Dan Spence was was running a an o- not an open mat an interval class mm-hmm. and it was the class I was gonna come in for and um, he sees me makes eye contact and Dan's like this just super charismatic Australian guy like perfect guy to have in this scenario mm-hmm. Comes up to me, stops class. Or it doesn't stop class. Class is going on, but he, like, feel like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Gives <laughs> me his attention and um, asks me how long I've been training, what's going on, how long I've had off, all of these things. Uh, you know, I sign a waiver, whatever, come on the mat. He curated my experience. He said, you're going to roll with him. You're going to roll with him. Hey, you, come over here. You're going to roll with this guy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there was never a point in the, the day that, that, that I came in where I felt like I'm out of my depth or whatever. I walked off the mat. And I signed up for six months of classes. I paid for them mm-hmm. because I was like, it's not going to get any better. Mm. Just straight up. I can go. It's not going to get any better than what I just experienced. You know, I can go drop in here, there, there, whatever, whatever. But this is, I mean, that's, that was perfect. And so anyways, all this is to say that, like, I feel like it's one of the few things that we have in this world where you can have an experience like that, right? Like, let's say golf is your thing. Mhm. <laughs> You're going to go fly to a golf course and you're going to spend a couple hours mostly alone, you know, or cycling is your thing. Same thing. You're going to go to some beautiful place in the world and you're going to spend several hours doing this thing mostly alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could do jujitsu and you are not alone. You're connected. Uh, and it's amazing. You can go anywhere in the world and just be locked in. Right, like I was, I was
0: doing some cycling. I used to do it on the Sunday mornings, and then we switched over to the masters, the San- yeah, Sun, yeah. Ma- the masters training on the Sunday. Yeah. But uh, I, I like the the cycling because you're with other people and stuff. But it's just not the same, right? Because you're not touching each other. You're not, not that we're one. But it, there's something with that, right? Yeah. And the the connection, the the bond that you create with training with each other. Um, I don't know. It's it's.
1: Yeah. Have you? all oh, the other thing is like. There's a humility that comes with jujitsu, mm. I think, that's different. Mm. You know, uh, this is crass, but if you've ever seen cyclists in a fist fight, it's the goofiest thing you've ever seen in your life. I've never seen a cyclist Oh my a
0: god, man! If like you want to,
1: if you want to laugh, right? Like imagine guys in like, like the shoes, slippery <laughs> shoes, helmets, and Oakleys, just like swinging at each other, like haymakers, right? And just sliding all over, like no idea what they're doing. And that's because like they don't have, they don't have an idea of what physical violence is kind of like. Mm. And there's um, man, there is like it's just like you know the, uh, it's how a rock gets smooth, you know. It's people who do jujitsu for a long time, the rock is smooth, you know. They're they're, they're soft, kind people. Mm. Not everybody. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, but it
0: makes you that because it gives you humility, right? Yeah. I mean, you know somebody's always going to have your number always. you just gotta you gotta face your fears you gotta face your insecurities yeah uh you gotta be human
1: yeah and you yeah. you have to
0: be yourself you have to be authentic you're authentically you you can't hide right we go back to the 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 three things that are that you know we need to be content and happy right yeah yeah no i mean for and sure there's no taking your personality when you're on the mat right <laughs> yeah. well that's
1: the thing too like cycling is is beautiful i love it i mean i did i was a competitive cyclist for about 15 years wow yeah yeah i started in my started in my um kind of like my early 20s um where, where are you from originally um so i was born in la um, oh okay yeah i was born in la uh i went to high school in a small town up the coast called ojai okay, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it's uh i oh, love it um Great, great place to raise a kid. Kind of a weird place to be a kid because mm. it's like super. Uh, you got like a lot of small town things. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But um, awesome. And then uh, my dad lived down here, so I would go back and
0: forth. Okay. Um, okay.
1: And then uh, when I graduated, um, I went. I went all in on playing music. And so what I graduated did, high school. What did you school. play? Oh, I sang. You sang, yeah. Okay, yeah. um. So I sang. I sang in a hardcore band. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's right. They told me that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. So I spent about eighteen to twenty three touring the country playing hardcore music. Um. Amazing, dude. It was like, my mom bought me. So I ever since I was a kid, like I, I barely graduated high school. Right. I was, I was active. I did a lot of cool stuff. You mm-hmm. know, I ran track, but I like it. Just wasn't my thing. I couldn't focus academically. And so when I got out of, when I got out of high school, um doing more school was the, war, like, like why would I do more of that, you know? So I had to do something else. Um, and I had been playing in punk bands since I was a kid. And I, I just really believed that that was going to be the thing, you know?
0: and um, You followed your heart. You followed your passion. Yeah. You, be, you you did you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's the time for it, you know? I mean, there's always time for it, but that's a really good time for it.
0: Well, you don't have kids. You don't have, you know, people aren't relying on you.
1: Yeah, so exactly. Um, and so you know, when slept on couches and I was 18 and, you know, got jobs waiting tables and whatever it was. And then you got lucky, got in a band. And, um, you know, we were, I joke, we were as successful as we could be without actually being successful. Mm. Um, so, you know, we were able to do like national tours, right. But we were never able to quite pay our bills. And like, we were able to, you know, sell t-shirts to teenagers all across America. But, you know, at some point, uh you know i I was i kind of had some some mental health stuff going on and um the band we we just kind of aged out in a way Mm. and it's also you know now that i have perspective i'm like that was five years like that's not that long (laughs) you know it takes 10 years to get a black belt right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it it was that's a small little piece of time uh in, in in you know at the time, I guess that was about 25% of my life. It's right, a little right. bit so bigger. It seems
0: like a long time, yeah.
1: Um, so maybe I should have given it another run. But I'm, I'm happy for what it was and the perspective that it gave me. So then after that, I was like, All right, i got to get serious. So I moved back to, I was living in Nashville. Um, and then I moved back to LA. Um, and uh, started going to LA City College. Mm. Um, transferred into Berkeley. Um, and then graduated Berkeley. And then I started working in, in marketing as a copywriter. Um, and so... I got really lucky when I was, a, when I was at college. So like I was always into working out, you know, it's always been something that's interesting to me. Um, and I started racing bikes when I was about the time that I was at L- LA city college, like right when the band broke up, you know, skip one vice for another vice, you know, trade them out. Um, and cycling is like, it's an amazing drug, uh, especially when you're just getting started. And it really helped me a lot with a lot of like mental health stuff. Mm. Um, and so, uh, how did it help you? So, you know the thing that things that I was I was struggling with um, depression, obsessive compulsive disorder, mm-hmm. and I had I had a pretty big eating disorder. And um, cycling can definitely fuel all of those things. Uh, but I was trapped in a in a bad cycle uh, in my life where when you have uh, an eating disorder or obsessive compulsive disorder, um, you those those there it's like a weird circuit in your brain that's mm-hmm. broken, mm-hmm. and it, you get a rush of. Of serotonin and dopamine when you complete the cycle that it gives you right when you when you eat less and work out more when you uh, You know d- Do the same routine that you have stuck in your head. That's the thing you have to do and so you forget or you don't want to seek out dopamine or uh, good feelings from other things
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and I started cycling and Cycling became a thing that felt so good to do that. It was worth breaking that cycle for it was an odd way where I was like, "Wow, I'm you know I'm not supposed to eat this many calories today or whatever it is, but if I eat more calories, I can ride longer." And it became this thing of like I was willing to make those exceptions to break the rules that my brain I couldn't break um, because doing that thing was just so much more rewarding, so much more fun mm. than uh, the the sh- the shit that I was stuck doing that my brain had kind of stuck doing, uh, have you stuck doing before? And so I was able to, to break a lot of those patterns and mm-hmm. really helped me, um, get perspective like physically and like mentally for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so, uh, and then anyway, so yeah, so then I, I kept cycling, kept riding bikes for a, a long time and I rode, uh, at Cal at, at Berkeley on the cycling team. Wow. And uh, I was on the, the triathlon team at Cal as well, um, which is awesome. Uh, And then, yeah, like I said, I I kept doing that stuff after um, when I was kind of entering the professional world because cycling is kind of one of these sports where you can be like an amateur elite athlete for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, endurance athletes like you peak in your mid 30s. So I had I had a long runway, but, you know, somewhere along the lines, I found jujitsu and started doing that. But, uh, you know, my career went uh, anyways, I was super into health and fitness. So I wrote my thesis at Cal um, on uh, CrossFit interesting yeah
0: i think we spoke, spoke about that briefly
1: yeah yeah so at the time crossfit was like this weird niche community that like uh would mostly existed online like there weren't like box gyms or right, anything right, like right, that right, like right, there weren't right. it was hard to do um and so i wrote really about like the digital community online because i was like this is really cool like all these people are connecting in this really interesting way around this like workout modality um and so I literally, I got really lucky. I, I left Cal with this thesis about online community and fitness and I went to a fitness company. and I said, hey, I wrote this, um, can I have a job? And they, they said, you know what, you can. You can write and you know about this stuff. And so I got really lucky and started writing for TRX um, right out of college. Wrote for them for a couple of years and then moved into tech and uh, then I moved into consulting. Um, and so you know, I, I've done a little bit of everything in terms of writing and marketing. Uh, over the years, so yeah, yeah, it's kind of the trajectory of my career. Um,
0: you kept going with TRX though, right? And you did.
1: I was there for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was at TRX for about five years, um, and then I still consult with them from time to time. Um, it's been a been a been a few years now, but yeah, I mean, I and then I love their modality. So with them, like, I was I was lucky when you're a writer at a company because you have to become an expert in everything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I was able to to help them create their education courses work with PhDs in human performance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um to to do this stuff you know mm-hmm. and it's like this crazy education that you get to have who you're like learning on the job mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and so yeah so that that was a yeah I was with them for a while yeah it was pretty cool uh
0: could you share the you were talking about the how TRX started oh right? yeah oh, so it's an amazing
1: story again um, so uh, Randy Hedrick, the founder of TRX. Um, this is very relevant to your your audience. Um, he started the company because he was a, a Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was deployed in Asia, and he was in this, um, this small wharf, and he had a mission that required him to climb. They were going to literally have to jump on a boat and climb up nets to get onto the boat to execute their mission, you know, to catch the bad guys, mm-hmm. as he says. Mm-hmm. And they're in this thing, and they don't have anything to do pulling exercises on. They can do push-ups all day. They can maybe grapple a little bit. And so he happened to accidentally pack his jujitsu blue belt, because he had been doing jiu-jitsu. He tied a knot in the middle of it, and he threw it over a door. And he had these two, uh, like, little handles, kind of, mm-hmm. basically, the, the ropes. And he's suddenly able to do all of these pulling exercises. And it's a little bit harder because the ropes are unstable or the belt is unstable. Right, right. So then he turns it around. He's able to do these pushing exercises. Oh, then he's able to do it with one hand. He's able to do it with another hand. He's able to do single leg squats. And he's like, oh, crap. Like, there's this whole thing. And so he kind of had this idea in his head. And he started one thing about Navy SEALs, the dirty little secret of the Navy SEALs, is they all know how to sew. Because they have to be able to repair their own gear when they're on deployment or whatever, and so he started sewing together his little like brainchild, right? Mm-hmm. And so he was sewing together these versions of straps. And guys would come over and they'd be like, "Hey, hey, Hedrick, you know, give us a give us a, a, one of those trainers you got." Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, "Cool, you know, give me a pack of beer." And so he was trading, you know, a six pack of beer for him sewing together one of these things. And he's like, "You know, enough people want this thing. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna make a run for it." And so he. After he, he left the SEALs, as a lobbyist for a little bit, but then he went and got his MBA at Stanford. And this was his project, his, like, his, his MBA project. Mm. Um, and, you know, he then grew it into a, you know, $50 million company, uh, which, as we all know, any gym you walk by, any Orange Theory, you know, they've got those black and yellow straps that hang down. Even so. 24
0: Hour Fitness, right? And everybody,
1: yeah. And so, yeah, so, I mean, working alongside Randy was really cool because um, he, you know... He had a, he has a little bit of jiu-jitsu background, a lot of fitness background, the military background. He's an interesting guy. He has a, a good perspective. But um yeah, man, it was an awesome company, awesome experience.
0: For five years.
1: Yeah, five years. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was awesome. And then I still, I mean, like, I I use the straps every day. Like yeah, and, you yeah. know, I think that it, you know it's functional, right? It's functional and I think it does, you know a lot of the training philosophy that you talk about in attack yeah. is very applicable to what you do on the straps, um, in terms of like, you know, you're not seeking like this crazy progressive overload. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you're really thinking about as you're doing the exercises, you're thinking about how I mentioned this to you before, how, how the contraction drives the movement, right? Mm-hmm. So you're on these straps and your body is kind of a noodle. Mm-hmm. And unless you know to tighten the right things, and to loosen the right things, you're not going to be able to execute a basic chest press, right? You got to have a have a stable core. Uh, you're you're shoulders hips knees ankles have to be in line your shoulders have to be mobile your elbows have to be mobile you You have have to to have all the
0: we call seven key components probably to to be able to engage all the the correct parts exactly which makes you connected right exactly (laughs) yeah yeah. so uh we
1: we, you know it's proximal stability for distal mobility Mm -hmm. the right things are stable so the right things can move and it it creates a sense of of awareness and so you can't do that when you're it's not like putting two plates on the bench and going and sitting down and just trying to crank out as many reps as you can and muscling your way through it because your body will give you feedback and say, Hey man, like you're, you're not even, you, you can't, you don't even have the right things that are stable in order to push off in order to do this. So it creates this really cool sense of bodily awareness. And I think connection in the way that you talk about with tack fit. So yeah. yeah, man, it's a, it's a really, cool, really well cool modality. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, man. Um, and so yeah, from, you know, I, like, from that, like, I've just always been kind of fitness-obsessed, you know? So, uh, again, with the kettlebells, um, I started training for RKC back mm-hmm. in, like, 2012, 2013. And that's when it was still RKC, before it was strong first. Um, and those are other, like, I think it's stuff that's, like, applicable to jiu-jitsu and similar to kind of what we were talking about earlier in that, you know, you can't... With the kettlebell, like, you can't cheat it for long you can cheat it for a little bit. Um, but after a while, like if you, like if we're talking about a straight press, right, like just a straight overhead press, um, th- you're going to start leaking energy from other places, right? Mm. If your hips aren't in line, if your core is soft, if all these other parts starts it. So you might be able to get that first rep muscle mm. through it. Mm. Um, but unless you have all of that other, if you, that, that awareness in your body, that connection in your body, you're going to start, you know, You'll lose reps and you'll get injured and all that stuff so i think it's all very applicable you know these kind of training modalities it's interesting like i don't know i don't know about you but i wasn't introduced to this stuff until i was right yeah i wish
0: i would have known these things like i mean i could have done you know (laughs) things would have been well the part of it is like being your mindset right going mind over matter and all that stuff but man i wish i would have you know could have prevented a lot of injuries i could i could have done a lot more i could have increased my performance yeah, right. I could have helped a lot of my students. Uh, yeah, prevent those things and increase the performance, and my technique got better too. Yeah, jitsu like because you understand the why is behind all the techniques, right? Absolutely. Your elbows in, not your elbows out.
1: Yeah, and like, <laughs> like, at, like well, yeah, I mean, basic <laughs> stuff around that. Like, that's it's it's, a, it's interesting you put it that way because it's also like when you're coaching somebody, right, mm-hmm. and they've never they don't understand uh, what when you're saying, okay, move your hips. Or like escape your hips, or do these things, and they've uh, they've actually never had to move just their hips before, mm-hmm. right? Or they've mm-hmm. never had to um, to create a, a s- stable core in order to push off of something else. It's so interesting because you're like, mm-hmm. okay, cool, get them on the strats for a couple of weeks, get them in attack the class, and they start. You start, oh, okay, all of these other pieces come together, and you understand how to move your body. And again, like I don't, I just don't think convention, conventional fitness, right? Because it's not, it's so aesthetics based. It's so. Um, it's all about the way it looks, right? And the way you look, right? Um, it's about the the outcome, and it's not about what's actually happening, right? That's what's so cool about, in my opinion. Like, you you focus
0: on the on the aesthetic outcome, but not what you actually should be focusing on, right? One hundred percent. So
1: it's all about like, how am I gonna look after this is done, right? And it's like you. I mean, I don't know if you've ever. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. You've hung out with like bodybuilders, right? Yeah, of course. And you know, incredible physiques. The the some of the most uh, physically broken and not functional people that I know, right? Like incredible, like incredible athletes. Um, but they can't touch their shoulders. You know, they can't pick up a, a pen off of the ground without moaning, without being out of breath. Right? That kind of aesthetic isn't isn't beneficial to
0: function. One of my one of my <laughs> stories I love to tell is you know our, our longtime coach and professor Robert Miller yeah. here 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 you know he you know he was a bodybuilder guy fitness model you know forever and uh, you know he wasn't like a body bodybuilder like a huge bodybuilder but he did of course so he was he was stiff and he was strong and he would train and he would over exert himself right yeah and he would have never made it to black belt because he was so broken after every training yeah man. and then he learned about you know how to move the, all the tactful things got better his movement got better they got more technical and uh and he was now it's a it's a way of life and he's loving it right yeah man i
1: think that's interesting because i think like jujitsu is one of those things so like there are other things in life that could have taught him lessons Mm -hmm. the thing is jujitsu is so fun and it's so you're so connected in a way that it makes you say you know what like i want to keep doing this thing so i'm going to make these changes in other parts of my life Mm -hmm. And that's, that's another thing that's unique about it because, again, like I think if, you know, if he had had uh, – if he had maybe been getting into like horseback riding or something, and it's like, ah, I'm really stiff. I'm just not going to ride horses anymore, mm-hmm. right? But with jiu-jitsu, it's just so – it's so rewarding. And, again, you're connected to people and you can see in front of you and you can see behind you and you have this whole world, this whole, world, yeah. this whole uh, timeline that you're like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to start stretching. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to, you know, not – just go deadlift as much as I can on the weekends. You know, I think I'm going to have to figure out how to move my body in a functional way.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, like, right. Me and him talked a lot about, you know, like lifting heavy and it's cool. Like we'll lift heavy once, 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 twice a week. Right. But, uh, but uh, like how heavy you don't need to lift that heavy, like lift heavy where it's like, you have to really focus and, I don't know for me at least you know that's that was the case because i was going to do one of the some of the strong first yeah barbell things and i was i was training because i had just passed the the mm. kettlebell one the yeah the strong first the kettlebell thing and then uh, i was gonna oh do me do the barbell let me do all of them you know yeah and then i started training for the barbell and i'm like i started getting more stiff in my lower back and this and that i'm like you know what i don't need this i don't need this yeah. i'm good i'm strong enough yeah right and uh, I want to be able, more. what's more important to me is to be able to move good, right? And you can, like, you know, like, h- how to, can you move your body by itself in space across the mat, right? Can you, by yourself, right? Yeah. Without, you know, having, you know, mobility issues and it being hard, right? And, like, I think. <laughs> like a simple thing, right? Like, that's such a good point, <laughs> right? Because it's the difference between, I think, you know, as,
1: as, as a society we're moving away from the, the term lifespan. We're moving more towards health span right mm, mm. where it's like how okay Sure, you're alive, but how much function do you have? You know one of the basic metrics by which you can judge a person's uh, longevity where they are is how fast They can get up and get off the ground mm, like get down mm. on the ground and get up off the ground Interesting, yeah. and like that is, that is a real challenge for a lot of people and y- you start seeing it like even in my friends, right? I'm 40, mm-hmm. and I like I'll go hang out with my friends from high school, and it's like let's uh, you know we're we're hanging out a bonfire, let's sit crisscross applesauce around the campfire, yeah. and you're like, whoa, man, I'm around a bunch of broken humans, dudes. Like they can't even sit down anymore. Guys, we gotta figure this out. Like you you understand? Yeah. Like it's not gonna you're gonna lose it. You yeah. got you gotta figure it out.
0: It's like uh, you don't use it, you lose it, right? That range of motion, and, and it, you don't even realize it. You just. You don't know, yeah.
1: And like they're, and again, like
0: because they're not doing anything else, they're not, you know, who don't know who, who knows their lifestyle, right? And they could be strong as shit, mm-hmm. you know. These are guys that could could bench press
1: more than me. They might be able to squat more than me, right, yeah. with a loaded like with the load, right? They might be able to do whatever. But it's like, hey, guys, can you, like, again, is it uncomfortable for you to take a shit? Like, is it hurt for you to sit down on the toilet and stand back up again? You know, and like a lot of people are like, oh yeah. You know, do you get out of breath when you like do something like very basic? Yeah. And you're like, okay, cool. Like, maybe I don't need to be, you know, I don't expect everybody to be able to run an ultra marathon or be able to do all that stuff, but like you should be able to play with your kids, you know? Like, and
0: that's it, right? Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I'll be able to play with my kids, do what I want to do, do the activities I want to do, right?
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, you and I talked about this uh, a long time ago, but like blue zones, um, the areas of the world Mm -hmm. where people live the longest. One of the things that, uh, that exists in all of these is that older people are really close to young people, mm. that old people, uh, you know, people in the last 10 years of their life mm. are um, picking up kids, are on the ground with kids. Uh, like, like, and that, that part of it is like, A, it's like, you know, a, a sense of duty, responsibility, you know, that you feel like you have a purpose in the world, but also it's just the simple act of moving right with purpose like being able to like get down get up touch the kid all that stuff where you know it's uh it, keep,
0: it keeps you young keeps you alive i was thinking about this that this morning you know remember the rocky the 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 mickey mm-hmm. and he's like there's a, he has a saying like uh you know there, i think it was in like rocky three you know you give me reason to be around and as i'm going to be around yeah. or whatever for you something like that and there's like uh. uh Thing with custom auto, Mike Tyson, mm-hmm. like you give me a reason to get up, and I'm gonna be around till I see you become champion, something like that, you know. Yeah. But you wanna have reasons, right? To yeah. Right. You, well, and and like, kids give you those reasons. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, we they do, they do, and like we and you other
0: know. other just different things, right? With the kids especially. Yeah,
1: we were talking about this before about how alienated we are right Mm -hmm. like because of because of facebook you can okay i can just look at my grandkids you know i get the i get the text or or whatever it is and like there's the difference between like that that exposure like being really close and being able to like see people i mean like you dude like you travel all the time it's like where in the world is alberto crane today like seriously i open instagram like this like last weekend i was like you were somewhere on saturday and then you were at masters on sunday morning chicago yeah Yeah. (laughs) and i was like Wow, man, like that's crazy, right? So you you make the point because you understand how important it is to physically be places, especially when you're investing in your community, right? Yeah. Like the the legacy, um, we'll call it. Uh, we decided that empire is a word that might have a little bit of a weird connotation before, so maybe we'll I don't know whatever the the spread of legacy the the you I can say empire empire it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, the the problem I think is that like empire is this term that a you mentioned before has like a weird connotation to it. It sounds like it's uh, evil almost. Yeah, like you know? Star Wars, right? Yeah, Return yeah. of the Empire. Yeah. But you know, the Roman Empire was pretty <laughs> yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know? Um, and so, yeah, and I think about like the, the Legacy Empire or whatever. Uh, the sun the sun almost doesn't set on the Legacy Empire right now, by the way, which is crazy. Like you've gyms like across the world. Um, but you understand how important it is to physically be there when you can, right? That that there's a difference between being there yeah. and, and and just calling somebody or just like updating social media. And that's something that like
0: works. That's, inc- that's it, you know. I flew to uh, to Armenia to give the guy Andre his black belt. That's so cool. And it's crazy. And I don't know how you know. I don't know how it works. You know why it's important for me to be in us together talking. Yeah. But it's. I, I felt like I had to do that. You know. Yeah. And to do it right, you know, and I could have yeah. made a phone call and. Yeah, man. You. But that's something else, right?
1: And he knows it too, right? Like that's a different, like imagine, imagine your professor flies across the world. That black belt means so much. I mean, it means so much to everybody, Mm -hmm. but a man of your caliber flew across the world to give him that belt. That's, that is such a, (laughs) like, I get chills just saying it. Like that's incredible, you know? So yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, there's something about that. Again, it's that presence, that being physical with people that we, uh, that jujitsu gives us that we don't get in other places maybe.
0: Yeah. yeah for sure
1: yeah. yeah yeah so yeah I don't know I've been thinking about um, uh, yeah a lot here about like what kind of what that, that that black belt means you know because it's it's pretty new to me and it's funny because uh, it's new to me you've done this for so many people. it's kind of interesting and you've been like a, a black belt for so long. Probably twice as long as I've been training. So, like, uh, for you, like, what is that? What does it mean to you to 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 put somebody at that at that level?
0: It means so much. Um, What does it mean to me? It means so much. It means everything, you know. Uh, Because, I mean, you heard some of the stories when you guys got your black belts and you the you guys' speeches. You know, you know, it's everything. It's everybody. All your experiences. All your you know ups and downs it's all like wrapped into that black belt and talk about connection it's like the ultimate connection of generations of love and connection and you know tragedy Mm -hmm. and love and i mean everything everything uh and in in one moment you know yeah and that's why yeah like erica got to sit like she was next to me you know she's like that was the first time i was next to you and she, she was like, <laughs> she was bawling the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah. was she was trying to hold it in. She was just like, she couldn't stop crying. Like literally the whole time. You yeah. Get, everybody went up, you know, because it's like one after another, people just pouring their hearts out. And uh, she felt that energy, you know, of 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 that. Yeah. And, and I, it was overwhelming.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, like this is a situation where, uh, like, you don't somebody gets promoted at work. That's kind of cool, mm-hmm. you know. Somebody gets a maybe somebody gets their their PhD. That's very cool. Um, but I, I don't think that there are many situations in the world where people are that emotionally connected where like, you know, I remember, I remember seeing my first guy get his black belt, you know, I think it was my buddy, Liam. And I remember what Liam said, you know, he said, um, you know, as I, uh, you know, get higher up on the mountain, the view just keeps getting better and better. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I just like, I can remember all of those little pieces. Um, how big of a moment it was for him, how big of a moment it was for me, like, all of it together and I I remember thinking like I can't think of another situation in this world where people are all respecting and uh emotionally invested and uh just as connected as they are when this happens you know even yeah I mean even yesterday uh you know uh, Professor Alex now Mm -hmm. getting his black belt um it's just like I think I like I'm seeing people in the room, and I'm like, "You, you have no idea what you're a part of right now." Like, and they do have—I mean, they do have an idea, right? But it's like I'm looking at those people—a uh, young woman who got a, her, uh, like, her third stripe yesterday a yeah, her yeah. white belt—and, mm-hmm. um—and it's like, do you understand how connected you are to Alex now? Like, you were both promoted on the same day. You know, the day that he got his black belt, he's always going to think like, "Oh, this woman got her stripe." It's just—it's such a huge, mm. huge stamp. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Just the whole, the whole like you. you know, I was just thinking about it, like your parent, your your parent. Like one moment, right? Like you think about your parents, your grandparents. It's like everything, everything is in that, in that black belt that you get that day. You know, yeah. and that there's a reason why, you guys really spoke from. I mean, just to from your soul, right? Yeah. Yeah. Spoke about your mom. Yeah. Spoke, you know different people spoke about different things you know yeah I mean for me
1: yeah so like when I yeah I got promoted I decided to tell people a story about a moment in which jiu-jitsu was uh everything to me right it was one was a moment in my life when everything had been taken away where my mom had passed away and four days later I had lost my job and I was supposed to get married in six months and um and I didn't have a place to go I didn't have those things Mm -hmm. I didn't feel authentic I didn't feel connected and I didn't feel competent. Mm-hmm. And there was one place that I knew that I could go to, to, to fill that. And, and that's where I went. And I think that that's like, that's so perfectly, that's what it is. You know? And I think that a lot of people, I mean, again, if I'm a young competitor, if I'm a, if I'm a Craig Jones, if I'm a Gordon Ryan, I think there's a different, a different beast that they're seeing when you're that good at the sport. Because, you know, you've been actually, you've been at that level, you've been the best in the world. Um, and as you've aged into it or been in, been around it longer, as you've already built your legacy and you're not as concerned about like, okay, I have to make a name for myself. You just like, you create this insane world for other people, which is pretty cool. You know, like that's, I hate to, not that, not that I have beef, but my, my beef, is not with anybody in particular but with with jujitsu media Mm -hmm. is that 99 percent of jujitsu media is focused on the top 1 of the sport Mm -hmm. when the stories and the people who do it are not those people and it's important it's important to look at that stuff and it's good for the sport and it makes it spread you know but like the you know your average you know blue belt who is juggling a job and kids and doing everything he can to get in here and just gets laid off and is heartbroken like his story is pretty important, you know? So, I don't know, I just, that's, that's my- I,
0: I agree, that's why we're talking right now. That's yeah, yeah. why we're creating <laughs> this content and sharing it with others, you know? That's yeah, why, yeah. I, you know? That's, yeah. that's, 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 that's the, the, the lifeblood, the, the life force of, of Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, man. You and, and all you guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, because you know, that's, that's my thing, right? Storytelling, uh, telling stories. Um, and it's not just the stories we tell, it's the stories that we don't tell as well. And so, like, I get, I feel very, you know, in the stories that I tell, I try to be very deliberate about that sort Mm -hmm. of thing, right? Like, I've done some cool stuff, um, and those things are interesting to people. Like, I made a post yesterday about being able to go to this uh, Hollywood premiere, and uh, this premiere of a movie. That post is not going to do nearly as well as opposed to me making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for my kid, right? Because... Everybody can make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for their kid. Everybody's had that experience. Everybody can relate to that in the other in another way. You know, the the, the post of me having going to a Hollywood premiere—that's kind of cool because they like me and they're like, "Oh, we're happy that you succeeded and you maybe said some clever things about that experience." But we're really more interested in what we all do together. You know, and like that's I think you know staying relatable. Uh, it's like it's it's important to me in doing what I do, but I think it's also like it's 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 again it's that humility that. You know we create here
0: you know one of the things that you, you become an influencer yeah <laughs> <laughs> so how did that you know you're a storyteller you've been working in this this field and now we have all these like platforms like instagram and tiktok i'm like man can't, i can't wrap my head around tiktok i'm like it's too many platforms and yeah but you're 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 consistent and you're creating great content you know I'm like wow this is amazing
1: thanks you met me at a very interesting time in my life like <laughs> that's the quote from from Fight Club that uh the main character says to Marla Singer as uh, they're watching the, the world explode mm-hmm. <laughs> um is that you met me at a very interesting time in my life and you did I I came to Legacy I had like you know a thousand followers on Instagram I had like 10,000 followers on TikTok and um and I just started making this stuff and uh, I would come to the gym and you would be like, oh, I really like that video you made or something. Or Erica would say something to me about, oh, like, how do you, you know, what microphone do you use or whatever it is. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, these people notice. That's mm-hmm. really nice. Mm-hmm. Like, these are the people that I like and respect. And, you know, somebody would say something that they remembered. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, if these people still respect me while I'm doing this thing, I think I can, I, I can feel okay about it. And then just, you know, by the grace of the Internet, it, it started to it's blow such up. such a
0: small little thing, right, those little moments. And then they like, I'm doing good. Right? Like, just by somebody saying, somebody that you know and like you care about, right? This is or noticing, right?
1: You have no idea the <laughs> impact you had. You have no idea the times when you came up to me and said, Oh, I really liked that video, or like just mentioned something to me. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how well, it's authentic
0: what I'm telling you, right? I'm not going to tell you if I'm not being real 100%. Why would I go out of my way? Hey, Blake, that was great stuff, man. Yeah, like you see Keep a lot, yeah,
1: <laughs> you see a lot of things. You got a lot of students, you got a lot of things you could possibly say to me, but like. Those little things are are just such a huge, you you know, having somebody that you know and respect Mm -hmm. say, I like that thing that you did means so much more than a video that gets a million views, you know? Anyway, so, so that's now now it's just like, yeah, yeah, it took off. Um, and it's, it's really cool. Uh, because, you know, I'm, I'm a 40 year old man Mm -hmm. who, uh, has, has had his shot several times, Um, and done okay, but nothing ever really, really took off. And out of the blue, just me telling stories, making videos with my phone has uh, far surpassed anything else that I've done um, on my own in the world. Uh, and it's it's totally it's in some ways I say it's unexpected, but in the other way it's like hey man, you recorded a video every single day for like 400 days. Like eventually somebody's gonna watch one, you know. So it's a little bit of both. And and again, like it's like a um, a mentality is very similar to jujitsu in that like you can't think about you can't. It's such a big thing you can't think about the goal and the finish line. Mm-hmm. You just have to think about I'm uh, gonna make wake up today, going to make another video, going to make another video tomorrow, going to make another video tomorrow. And suddenly you're like, oh, crap, I've got this thing. And now it's, you know, it's opening opportunities. And it's for me, what I think is really cool is blessing and a curse is being able to to show people my followers do not do jujitsu. I mean, some of my followers do Mm -hmm. jujitsu, right? Like a percentage of my followers. Most of
0: them don't, right?
1: Most of them don't. Most of them are parents or people. who. And I get DMs from people that are like, hey, should I try or you inspired me to try jujitsu, or Or people are able to see, you know, maybe their only exposure to this, this sport is the being at a bar while the UFC fight is on, right? Mm-hmm. And Which has been a lot of my life <laughs> watching UFC fights in parts by myself. But, you know, it's also like, no, there's a whole other side of this that um, that you might actually relate to. That is like an authentic human experience, and so like I'm I think I'm really lucky to be able to provide people uh, context and insight and a different perspective into what we do. Um, as a result, you know. So yeah, it's it's crazy, man.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, it's it, I think it's uh, very powerful how you know, being a dad, human, and and you know, everybody has their struggles, and you, know, you show them being vulnerable. Yeah, and then. Finding time to take care of yourself like, you know, with fitness and and jujitsu and
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and that's a and time
0: with family with your son, spending time with your son and just sharing some of the experiences that you have with him.
1: And again, like you're you're a really good example of this. Like you're on the mats with your kids. Almost every day, right? Several times. Yeah, my son beats me up. uh, (laughs) He's getting good. He's getting (laughs) (laughs) Um, good. Like, dude, (laughs) are you trying to kill me? (laughs) But again, like, uh, I I think there are people out there who see um, a little bit of friction, and you have the option to focus on the friction or focus on what's beyond the friction, right? Mm -hmm. And um, just seeing somebody seeing a dad who's on the, the mats with their kids right or seeing somebody who makes a little bit of time for themselves like that might be the thing that gets you to say oh you know what like I'm insp- I'm inspired I'm gonna I'm gonna overcome that thing there's this uh, this idea I don't know if you ever read um the war of art I have yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. Uh, this concept of um, resistance and I really like this concept of resistance because it's the idea that resistance is this Function outside of you that's kind of working against you and Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a it's like a fight that you have to overcome Mm -hmm. and you have to understand that like the resistance will always be Clever it will always come up with some really good reason to prevent you from doing the thing that you want to do But is difficult to do to overcome and to be able to identify it to be able in those moments to say You know what? This is the resistance Today I get to decide if it's gonna win or if I'm gonna win. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, like, not that everything in your life needs to be a battle, but sometimes it really helps. Sometimes it really helps to say, like, you know, not to be too Joe Rogan, but like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna overcome it. I'm gonna, you know, I'm not, I'm gonna make this thing my bitch today, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 take that on. I think that that's like, anyways. I think that little things, little things like seeing a guy in in a video, um, take time to. To play around with his friends and do jujitsu, right? That little thing is might be enough for another dad out there or another mom out there to say, "Hey, you know what? I need to call somebody. I need to get together. I need to make this this space for myself." And it, what I liked about being able to have that moment to get my black belt was I was able to mm. to give some perspective about like, "Hey, this is the reality." You know, one thing that I always think about is that like every time I see a parent on the mat, right, uh, somebody who has kids they are there at like the uh, grace service or mercy of someone who is watching their children right and we we, you know, we live in a society that's a, a hard place to sort of have kids because we don't have these we don't have a lot of built-in systems to take care of. we we say it ra- it takes a village to raise a child but mm-hmm. where's our village mm-hmm. you know uh, here there is a village
0: you They're know a legacy <laughs> like
1: really though like you know the, you could, you, you could there are people that'll hold your kid you know there are people that'll look after your kid I mean not you know I'm not saying this is daycare you know this is a business but um but that's the thing like but
0: that's the vibe we have right that's yeah the, that's the environment the yeah, culture
1: of course um and so yeah so to me it's like I don't know I think about um you know I think a lot about like when I'm on the mats or like You know, I I think about like, okay, I'm here because my wife is watching our kids right now. I'm here because my preschool teacher is watching our kids right now. I'm here because, you know, grandma's watching the kids right now. And like putting them, and then I look around the mat, and I see all of these people, and I think about like, wow, the community that they have to have to take care of the kids, the sacrifice that they're making. And it's something that you might not think when you're like a 26-year-old coming here, like, you know, and you got a whole life ahead of you. But like that guy who's taking 10 minutes to show you how to escape side control today, like he's doing that, and he's going to be late. Pick up, you mm-hmm. know, or mm-hmm. he's doing that, and he, you know what I mean, and like those. That's things. why you know
0: you asked me earlier what it means, right? Yeah, and it's like it's everything. Yeah, because it's like your wife watching the kid to so you can do this, you can. Uh, there, your f- a friend showing you things. Yeah, maybe going late to pick up his kids. Yeah, it's like it's everything, right? Yeah, for sure. And uh man, what was I gonna say about the the your black belt? Um, it, you know, like Joe Rogan saying making it your bitch like challenging things or your resistance, whatever you want to call it, you know? Yeah. And facing it and showing up, right? Showing up every day for years, for what, how many years, you know, it's taken you. And, and man, talk about the pride and that I have a small part in you doing good, you know, makes me feel so good. And yeah. it's like, Large man, part, yeah. It's like, it's just, I mean, man, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really just, man, I'm so, so... I can't even say I'm beyond grateful, you know. It's just like, it's just out of this world, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's an amazing, it's amazing thing to be able to bring people up to the point where they get to experience that. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, again, to get. Like your
0: kids, like the example you set for your kids by doing that, by making re- your resistance or whatever your bitch, like yeah. for that many years, like you're going to own everything. Like one of, the, one of, you know, Matty Fifi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's gonna become a firefighter. Yeah, and they called for uh, for uh, you know like last minute background checks and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so so um, he put me on as as one of his um, references, right? Yeah. And they kept uh, asking me all these things: Uh, Does he stick with things? You know, I'm like, uh, he's a jitsu black belt. Uh, Does he handle stress under pressure pretty well? And I'm like, um, he's a black belt. You know, that's (laughs) what you do. And I just kept saying all these things. I was like, man, you guys are really lucky to have a young man that's been, you know, focused for that long and just, you know, the person that he is, you know? Yeah. Part of your your thing. So I wish you guys all the best and, you know, you I you know, but it says it all right there of you can say all you want, but it's his what he did. Yeah. By getting his back belt that says it all, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, that's, that's, that's <laughs> such a good way <laughs> right? of putting it. Yeah. It's like the
0: guy was like, Thank you so much, sir. Appreciate <laughs> it, you know. And they <laughs> called him, I think I, when they called him I, I, uh, you're like you could
1: have just looked at his at his belt you know like you didn't have to have this i mean you know like
0: (laughs) i mean it says it all right there you know like you're in bad positions you stay calm under pressure you figure it out you know yeah you have uh you have the the brotherhood the the trust you have with all these these people and it's not just like one day it's like a year after year after year yeah
1: yeah and yeah so i uh uday asked me you know professor uday asked me you know what is you know you're you're two weeks in like what do you think you know what do you think about it and like my uh, my the thing that i wanted to tell people is that like the challenge for me has never really been has never really been jujitsu i love coming here i love doing it it's the challenge for the is everything is overcoming everything outside of here in order to make it here once you get here that's it once you get here there are rules things make sense there are answers to questions and there are more questions to those answers there are more answers to those questions and there are, there are people who care about you. There are all are all these things that happen once you're here. It's overcoming everything outside of here that is the challenge. And once you are able to do that, you know, and, and, and that requires prioritizing your life. That requires eating better. That requires drinking less, maybe. Mm-hmm. That requires, like, all of these changes, subtle changes that have to happen in order for you to make it a little bit easier so that you can get in here. Because once you're here, whew, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's it showing up right just yeah. showing up showing up yeah uh, so how long have you been doing jujitsu about 10 years 10 years yeah, okay
1: yeah i had i had I had shoulder surgery in 2014 um so i was out for six months uh, a couple other things like that okay so here okay. and there yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah
0: yeah yeah it's amazing uh, and so thinking back now like what are you most grateful for for all those those 10 years just you know some things that pop up in your head
1: I'm grateful for having, you know, I said this before, but I'm grateful for having a place to go. Um, I think that, I think that if without a place to go, um, just knowing my mental health, everything else that goes on, just spinning out by myself, uh, is really hard. Um, I, I made this joke the other day, uh, which kind of ages me, but when you come in here, it's like that little, um, a little pen in Men in Black that they put up and memory goes blank and right, you forget right, everything right, that right. happened beforehand right and so you walk in here and it's just like boom somebody hit the reset button and it's slate. and like there's so many times i needed that um you know uh,
0: sh- how does that work why, why does that work like that you come in and it's just like all the nonsense and Crap, it just goes away.
1: I mean, I'm sure there's so, there's hard science behind it, for right?
0: Sure. You know, but honestly, like we're, we're talking a little psychobabble <laughs> before. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I went to Berkeley. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, soft sciences.
1: Um, but you know, I just for me, it's like uh you can't think about anything else. You can't. That's what's so cool about it. There's there's very few things like I have my phone. I had to set away from me so that i wouldn't be checking it during this conversation i respect you a great deal i respect your platform and i know enough about myself to where i had to set my phone so far away that i couldn't pick it up because it's hold on me is that powerful that i know that i probably can't give you my presence for the hour that we're recording this podcast right Mm -hmm. that's fucking dark and i know that in jujitsu i can i can go two hours without looking at my phone no problem. Because I can't think about anything else when I'm doing this, right? Because it's so it requires so much of me that I, I can't be I can't be. Absent. Requires
0: everything, right? Yeah, I can't if be. You want to do it, right?
1: Can't be half-assed.
0: So and if you want to do it, it's not about it, right. If you want to do it, if you're doing jujitsu, you're that you're putting everything into it.
1: Yeah, like that's it. That is that's what <laughs> it is, right? And so yeah, being d-
0: completely present
1: yeah and again like that that simple thing be, being able to do that it's med- meditation maybe or whatever you know maybe some people get that from yoga but like for me it's like to be able to know that i can just show up and do this and like be like cool hit the reset button hit the reset button because man there have been days when i need to hit the reset button you know i can yeah i think everybody can think about those days or it's just like all i could all i could focus about is like if i can just get to jujitsu today i'll be okay mm-hmm. yeah and like there are people that don't have that there are people that don't have that if i could just get to dot 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 today there's that you know uh, there's the obvious things you know the 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 confidence the um you know the the ability to overcome challenges the you know the notion that if you just stick with something but i'm i'm stubborn man i'm so stubborn my wife knows this about me. Like if there is a toy that's been sitting around that's like a you know a little puzzle you got to figure out, I will I will not go to sleep until that puzzle has been figured out. Um, and it sticks with me. And so like, you know, I you know that stubbornness has served me very well
0: here. You didn't mention the younger the the three things that we need to be happy, right? Yeah. The the connection, the or you know, the connection, the be authentic and then, you know, the the, the competent, right? And the, I keep forgetting her name, but she was she's passed passed away. You know, but she was a, a, a professor that would ch- travel around all the universities, and she would bring a human brain. And she basically de- dedicated her life to you know, teaching people about the brain. And she says our brain needs five things, right? Nutrition, air, you know, w- water, food, right? Um, a challenge, newness, movement love yeah does jujitsu give you all those things yeah that's
1: crazy it does and it's like the yeah i mean people think it's a people Maybe think that's
0: it's why we need water right that's why we have to do our water breaks <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing it doesn't give us but track, like but
1: people because like i think people get it twisted they're like oh this is my drug and it's like no this is your medicine mm-hmm you know, that's it, and like that's like that the the, the and it's in a way you know we get hurt. Um, you have there are things that are there are challenges in it mm-hmm. that are hard. You know, but if you look at like one, you know, just on the. You know, just by the numbers, the the most dangerous activity, recreational activity, sport that people participate in, is running. Mm-hmm. Highest rate of injury mm. is running, and people are like nobody will ever question you when you're going for a jog. You know. You don't see somebody running down the street be like, hey, man, like, you're going to get hurt. You know, people get hurt doing everything. I would say it's a combat sport. We're fighting each other. Our our likelihood of getting injured is going to be higher. But like you're like the, the moment you take the car off the lot, it's in danger. Yeah. Right. So like there's that part of it. And then if you look at like the benefit against that cost. Oh, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah why I tell everybody about TacFit because it teaches you how to recover from injuries, <laughs> how to prevent injuries, you know, yeah. and uh, improves your performance. Yeah,
1: and that's 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 a hard thing to balance, right? It's just figuring out what the right dosage of everything is, and I think that's been that's that's the big struggle for me. It's like, okay, I need to do a little of this, a little of that, so I can do a whole bunch of this, you know, just <laughs> so yeah. as much yeah. jiu-jitsu as I need to.
0: There was a black belt. Um, he was a pretty high level psychologist that would train with me in Pasadena when I used to teach in Pasadena and uh I would, I would always ask him like I would, I, ta- I would tell him why do why does it seem people that do Jiu- why do they seem people that do jujitsu why do they seem like they're much younger than they are you know we have savage he's 77 right yeah. but the way he he lives and stuff you know he's not 77. he's not almost 80 years old you know, yeah. he's like a young guy anyway i asked him why why is it why is it like that he's like hmm, that's interesting you say that He's like when you're a kid everything's in the present everything's in the now as you get older you're always in the future or you're in the past and so basically when you do jujitsu you're in the present so it brings you back to your childhood i was like wow
1: yeah that's it That's crazy because again like I said there are very few things in this world that demand presence of you right like that's the you know not to talk too much about kids but my kids the thing that I noticed the most and people are always like this man like how do you get so much done with kids how much do you you," like look all kids do kids are a force function for decision making Mm. you're gonna take what happens when you have a kid is suddenly you have an instant prioritization that happens within you that's like oh cool like if I want to get something done today, I know that I have to take care of my child first and then everything else just naturally prioritizes itself, place, yeah. And it's it's so amazing how the, I got I get so much more done as a dad than before I had kids mm-hmm. because it like it demands a presence of you. You know, when I'm with my kid, I have to be with my kid. Mm-hmm. I have in my head as I'm as I'm doing things, I understand this hierarchy of Of stuff right that 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 has to happen and if it doesn't if it isn't important it just doesn't end up on the list and you realize after you have kids like just so much shit that you had on your list that it doesn't need to be there um and so yeah like that that again like and you get that from i think you get that from having these moments where you just are forced to give something your real attention Mm -hmm. and like yeah I think there's a reason why I like being a dad. And there's a reason why I like being like doing jujitsu, and I think that they're <laughs> they're very similar.
0: That's it. Yeah, you have to be present.
1: Really, you know.
0: I think that's a big part of why I really enjoy your your you know, your your posts. Oh, thank you. Because you know you're you're present. You feel the presence, you know, with your with your son doing the activities that you do, and yeah. and it's cool because you share that you share that with with others. You know, very very smart with the B roll, and yeah. Thank yeah, you. It's really cool. Really cool. Thank I appreciate you. that. Nice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, and you know, if
1: I'm, if I'm being honest with you, like the time that I have to do that, like I'm, I went to bed last night at 1130, my nine month old woke me up at 530 this morning. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's because I sat up from 10 to or whatever, 930, 10 to 1130 making whatever I was going to make today. Mm-hmm. And that's because it it's a thing that requires presence it's a thing that requires me to actually sit down and focus on doing it i can't do it when there's other stuff going on in the house or when i know i should be working or when i'm going to go to jiu-jitsu i need to have a stillness in the world so that i can just sit with that thing right mm-hmm. and i think i appreciate you saying that because i think that that's what people enjoy about mm-hmm. it because they're like they can tell that somebody sat down mm-hmm. and at least said like i'm going to dedicate some time to making a thing that I'm gonna give to people to see because I respect their time that they're gonna be spend watching it. That's what's, that's what's so cool about art is that you're sitting with something that somebody spent real time making, mm-hmm. you know? Like when you're in the presence of something like that, it's like, wow, like someone, someone spent hours and hours of their life.
0: It's a trip, huh? You're, we're going into that quantum field of like, you feel, you feel the, pre- the, the, the you being present doing that, really focusing on that, just For being sure. present. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the magic right there. That, and especially you being with your son. That speaking of jujitsu and you know being a dad, right? Yeah, yeah, man. all those factors, and then you you put in jujitsu, you put in fitness as well because you have to, you know, it's meditation, moving. You know, you moving. M- people think always med- meditation is just like sitting still, but actually doing things too, right? Is it's a form of med- meditation.
1: Yeah, there's a becoming becoming superhuman is that the book i'm becoming superman Mm. the book i read about flow states Mm -hmm. um and like yeah man when you're in that when you're in that space uh it's like
0: time and space doesn't exist right it's
1: incredible yeah and that movement is a huge part of that you know even walking even doing something where you're just you know i I don't know if you're like this i'm a pacer when i'm on a phone call i have to pace Mm. drives my wife crazy because we have creaky floors and but like you know i have to talking to somebody i need to be typically on the phone i need to be moving movement. because that creates a stillness in me mm-hmm. right that movement creates a
0: stillness for sure yeah. we went to my wife went to india and one of our our tour guides was uh was he's uh, like phd in, in meditation and philosophy and so he's talking we started talking of course you know about about things and i was like oh that that's interesting and he started telling me about you know meditation and how like work your work or whatever it, like doing it is is meditation yeah put yourself th- talking about flow state right you're putting so yourself you're totally present in whatever you're doing and that's not some sometimes it's not sitting still it's actually in the doing
1: yeah absolutely
0: and that's you know exactly what you were yeah saying
1: man. yeah that's a the yeah there are all kinds my mom yeah, was yeah. a big yogi okay um, okay very into new age, new age yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. and um so I have all, all these like metaphors about like what meditation is but yeah, she used yeah, to yeah. say that um meditation is sitting in the moment between when the trigger is pulled and the hammer hits the flint mm. and uh to suspend that mm. moment where uh you were like in between action almost yeah. and so like it's also a good for me it was a good uh mindset of how fleeting you are actually in the meditative state mm.
0: it's a it's such a brief moment that in and out right You yeah. can
1: be in and out working so, keep it yeah if you can suspend it you know it's super interesting but yeah i yeah again like the closest i come to it is you know in the probably in the weird moments after i roll like when my <laughs> i feel like i hit that reset button yeah yeah
0: I remember that when I was younger, you know, just training, putting my heart and soul into every practice, the training, you know, and then just being afterwards, just being at peace. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so, <laughs> nice. <That's> so nice. so <laughs> nice. I'm a <laughs> different. Being at <laughs> peace. <laughs> I
1: mean, I, everybody says this, but, like, if you get me at the 9 a.m. call versus if you get me at the 2 p.m. call, oh, 2 p.m., Blake, is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Yeah. It's,
0: yeah. It's yeah. No stress. Yeah, man.
1: Two, yeah, 9 a.m. Blake is like, okay, well, gotta do this gotta do this to get to class i'm, I'm, I'm either in the future or in the past right mm-hmm. i'm not in the present so yeah i need you need to i need to do something to create that stillness
0: man amazing man amazing um just it's been great man just watching you on the mat watching you on on social media yeah. and then having our little conversations here and there yeah you know, it's really really powerful and i appreciate you a lot
1: I appreciate you. I appreciate you uh, making a home for me here. Um, I think I said this to you like last Thanksgiving, but I was um, I was nervous about changing academies, right? Especially to Brown Belt. Yeah, of course. Um, and my academy was so small; I had such an I- intimate relationship there. And I've just always felt like I was home here. And you, you know, you built that. You helped me feel very comfortable here. So I'm so grateful to have that and for this opportunity. So thank you so much.
0: Yeah. How could people find you?
1: Oh, at uh, Blake of Today. Blake of today everywhere. <laughs> so I made it real simple for you. I'm on Instagram, I'm on TikTok, with threads, uh, Twitter, all of it, but mostly Instagram and TikTok if you want to watch my videos. Um, and that's it at Blake of today.
0: Thank you, brother. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you. <laughs>